0: This is the Glasses by Day, Geek by Night podcast. I'm Matt and today I'm going to be reviewing MCM Comic Con Birmingham. So the idea is, M- MCM Comic Con, it's been around for a long time. They, uh, they used to be all over the place, now they only do certain ones over the, throughout the country. And the last time I went to an MCM before this one, it was Birmingham and it was just after Covid. And I'm not going to lie, it was probably one of the worst Comic Cons I've ever been to don't know why it just was. well actually I do it was kind of like Hayden Christensen was there in McDead and they didn't seem to come out of their little hovels whatsoever they didn't come and see anyone they didn't do anything you had to pay for the you know the autograph no panels nothing like that but we got on with it and we did have a good time but it was one of our worst comic cons Um it was a surprise gift and I'm not gonna lie It's probably one of the best Comic Cons I've been to in a long time. I've been to Scotland Comic Con recently. I've been to... Well, last year I went to Liverpool Comic Con sometime this year. I can't remember when it was. And I'm not going to lie. I'm done with just the Comic Cons. They they bug the hell out of me. It's all a money-making scheme. They're all trying to get as many people in there as possible. And... I'm not going to lie I, I, the, the, those those last two um, Scotland and Liverpool Liverpool especially I kind of feel like they had too many people within you know inside the convention centre and it just it didn't work for me Birmingham on the other hand though had a lot of people there but at no point did I feel unsafe so that's always a good thing the thing about um, Birmingham MCM Birmingham is that technically it's more of an anime and game based to be fair so I kind of feel like you're not gonna get as many big celebrities there and stuff like that. But realistically, if you're into anime, if you like some games, it's definitely worth a go. And for me, I like artist alley. I think the Comic Con Scotland, um, Liverpool, Manchester, Wales—they are sorely lacking with the um, with the artist alleys. They, they, I think last time I went, there was two people and by two i, feel, I really feel like that one of them only had one definitely do you know what i mean there wasn't there was no no creators there whatsoever realistically and i kind of feel like i go there to have a look around see what the you know people are writing about what um what their artwork's all about and all that and i think you know if you're not getting that at Comic-Con, you're literally there to get autographs and stuff. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. And, you know, I know people live for that. And, you know, like I talk to quite a few people, and they, they love going and getting um, photo ops done and the autographs done. For me, that's not really my thing. Do you know what I mean? Um, I wouldn't know what to say to a celebrity for one So, realistically, I'm just kind of, I'm there to, you know, get some artwork, talk to talk to other creators, stuff like that. So, Artist Alley is a big thing for me, and the MCMs always seem to have them. I kind of feel like the problem with the Scotland and the Liverpool one is that they tend to throw their comic cons not long after an MCM or Thought Bubble or various other cons have been on. So, th- these other people, they're not going to pay to go to another one when it's been that close to their The one they've been on. So one thing that I I I do like about uh, MCM Birmingham and MCM London and stuff like that is that they have a live stage. So the live stage is really good. It's it's an open the open bit basically. There's so many seats there, and you are allowed. Yeah, even if you haven't sat down, you can pretty much watch what's going on from anywhere in that vicinity. And one of the things that I did go and see was. it was a talk by neil gibson and for anyone who doesn't know he does um, he does horror comics and stuff like that and it's called mainly the main one you might know is twisted dark so he did a talk on niche to mainstream so informative so good he talked about how he you know not got into the prof- you know the writing profession until he was 33, that he'd you know he kind of done it when he had a bit of spare time and it took off and he quit his job and he became you know And as someone who has wrote and self published their own book, I appreciate how hard it is to promote yourself and make it work. And I kind of feel like anything that can add a little bit of stuff, yeah, a little bit of inspiration to you is great. So if you ever get the chance to go and listen to one of the talks or anything like that, just, no, it doesn't even have to be for you. I feel like the ones I went to weren't even, the best ones weren't even by any celebrities or anything like that. And I kind of feel like, if you get a chance to go in if you've got any interest in writing a book a comic anything like that and someone's doing a talk on it go and have a listen it's, it's so good um, and another one i went to watch was um i watched mark ellaby um so he's an artist for the rick and morty comic and he did a live draw and he's so interested in watching a live draw if you ever get the chance to go and watch a live draw do yourself a favor um, go and watch it. It's it's fun seeing their process, then talking about their art, talking about how they get there, how they how they got to it in the first place. Um, I've I've seen one other live drawer at um, an MCM Comic Con, and it was in London years ago. It was John Romita Jr. And if anything, he was more interested in Mark Ellaby because he he didn't take himself so seriously. I kind of think Mark Ellaby was a bit. Yeah, he wanted it to be as perfect as possible. John Romita Jr. just kind of—he was having a chat with Chris Claremont and just getting on with it. But Mark Livi is—it was just so interesting to watch how he got to those characters and what you know, you know, how he how he shaped them and stuff like that. And then he showed us um, panels from uh, a book that's coming out in a couple of months and. It does look awesome. It almost makes me want to read the comic, honestly. So um, I'll get through the series first and then I'll get to the comic, definitely. The other thing about his artwork is I never really appreciated how intricate and amazing it was until I saw one of his finished pieces, like I've just said. And after watching him sketch it out and ink on an iPad, it, it's just brilliant um i also went to the ruby panel um although my knowledge of it is very basic judging by the fan base maybe it's something that i should watch because you know it was the the main stage was packed people were like made up to see the girl the, the women you know from ruby there and i kind of feel like maybe that's something that i should get to watching um it will be something that i get to and maybe i'll do a do a talk on that at some point another thing about um the mcms is that i never realized how popular k-pop and all this asian music stuff was they have this area called pop asia and to me it's it's not my thing whatsoever and i you know i can almost live with the music and some of the dancing was pretty good but uh, my my kids wanted to sit down and watch this group that were coming on, and I'm not going to name names, because they tried very hard, don't get me wrong, but it's just not for me, I don't understand the miming and dancing thing, and people are loving it, and I'm assuming that they're on like YouTube getting paid and stuff like this, or they got paid to be there, I have no idea, but it just needs to be stopped. Like I said, I won't name names, but I feel that anyone giving these groups time and money to badly mime and dance needs to be shot. I don't understand if their dancing was in kind of feel like unison, but yeah, it was, it was it was bloody awful. And fortunately, my kids came to that conclusion themselves, and we got to leave not long after that. So. MCMS have brought in wrestling for the first time as well, so wrestling has become pretty popular at comic cons as of late, and it is really entertaining to watch. It's not like Raw, or SmackDown back in the day, but entertaining nonetheless. Um, another thing I love about the comic con is a lot of the merch, basically. So if you if you walk around and you go around, yeah, you, know, you you walk around some of the stores. One thing that I do love looking out looking at is the lightsabers. Some of these lightsabers that they've got, that yeah. You know, are usable to a certain extent when i say usable i don't mean like they're cutting through like steel and stuff like that it's not an actual lightsaber blade it's you know you know the ones that glow basically all <laughs> right the, the idea is that they are really cool and um I, I did want one but i was told that i wasn't allowed one so there we go another thing that's pretty cool at comic con it's probably the last thing that i'll talk about is lego lightsabers Yeah. There was a bloke designing them and selling them, you know, with the pieces and stuff like that, and they were pretty reasonably priced. And um, so they were called Demon Hunter bricks. So if you get a chance at Comic Con, go and have a look because they've got some pretty cool stuff there. So that all in all, MCM Comic Cons, they're definitely back on my list. We are going to be going to London next year, and it's definitely worth a look if you if you're more into the, you know the artwork, having a good time at the con rather than just going and getting a photo or a you know, a, a signature done. Go to an MCM instead. Plus, you do get... To, you're more likely to see celebrities at MCMs than you are actually if you don't go and get a photo op done. I kind of feel like that for me is a big thing i, I want to see them but i don't specifically want to get a photo with them or a signature do you know what i mean um so i've been matt and this has been the glasses by day Geek on Night podcast thanks for listening